0: This, this, this <laughs> is the Miller Lite Cowboys House. Supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, your hosts, Danny Sarek
1: and Brad Sham. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to uh, week 13. Um, sure. Okay.
2: <laughs> we'll hear, we'll go. <laughs> it feels like week 80.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, it, this is our regular Monday night stop, uh, it, it, presuming this is Monday, uh, during the Cowboys season. And we are delighted, as always, to have with us uh, all of you who are wherever you are around the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And if you are streaming on DallasCowboys.com, um, Wave to everybody, Danny. And now uh, I will wave to everybody. And now we will introduce our very special guest, Cowboys Rookie Center, Tyler Biotish. Tyler, how are you? Thanks for your time. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. We're doing great. And uh, so Tyler is currently on injured reserve, which is why he did not travel today, Monday-slash-Saturday, To Baltimore, look look at you nodding like I'm making any kind of sense at all, (laughs) like you know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh,
3: It's an interesting week.
1: Yes, it is. As we were just discussing before we went on here, it's an interesting year. So so the Cowboys, of course, Mike McCarthy was kind of, I'm going to say, complaining a little, whining a little about playing three games in 12 days. And now it's going to be two games in five days, but no games in when was the last game? thanksgiving how many years ago was that (laughs) i mean this is really ridiculous and so the games in baltimore uh tomorrow night for players game day is sunday that makes today saturday but in real life it's monday which is why tyler is so nice to give us on short notice uh some time to visit with everyone and and so everyone can uh, get to know you and so we're grateful we're Appreciate it very much.
3: I Appreciate being on the show.
1: I'm looking at um, your picture in the, um, I guess it's the media guide. It's also in the in a Cowboys online thing, and the 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 beard is much shorter, <laughs> and so is your hair. But then that's kind of the essence of the year. Is this your natural preferred look? This is not helping those of you listening on the radio at all. So forgive me, but um, it's not it's not travis frederick like but it's better than sean lee okay so um <laughs> it, is this is this your natural preferred look or is this kind of pandemic oh what the hell <laughs>
3: um you know i i do i do uh shape it up quite often during the season um but as you said before it's kind of a pandemic kind of go around type of season and uh i do uh i do grow it out during the season though i uh you know i've always i've always done that um you know, through high school and through college. and uh, it just it just it's like a field thing. It's like a football kind of thing. Um, but um you know, with the pandemic and everything, you know, a lot of people just don't go to a lot of barbershops anymore <laughs> during this
1: or get dressed or
0: there's a lot of things <laughs> that
3: people
1: aren't doing. So um, injured reserve this year, of course, was changed to accommodate fluctuating rosters because of thank you Covid. And so when a player goes on injured reserve, you have to miss three games. And this one, tomorrow night, is your third. Is that correct? That is correct. So Pittsburgh, was that what it was?
3: Yeah, at Pittsburgh. That's when I got my injury.
1: So can we just talk about that for a minute? (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I've I've got this big Excel uh, chart that I do, and I have, have it out in front of me so my spotter can help me find people on it. and and there you are you're the center and as far as i knew you were going to be the center forever and ever amen and you went through warm-ups and and then christy scales our sideline reporter said yeah i don't think tyler's going to play
3: yeah yeah what, that was
1: what, a what what'd you do son what happened there
3: no i mean i just um you know it came out of warm-ups and um you know i was just i was doing my normal stretching and and when i was warming up i did a couple of takeoffs and um you know, the second one, I just, you know, didn't feel right. And, you know, I checked with the trainers and, you know, I wanted to go and, and they, uh, they held me off, but, um, you know, it was just, uh, it was kind of like that little freak thing, you know, it's just, it's 2020, Uh. um, in a nutshell, but, um, you know, it it was, uh, it was disappointing, but at the same time, um, you know, it was, it was a quick turnaround, you know, um, coming from a mindset of, you know you're playing the game and everything like that and then um, you know that happens It's very unfortunate. Um, you know how much time and effort you put into it. Um, it's one of those Things where you just got to you know roll with the punches and you know, I right when it happened, um, you know, I, I talked to the trainers and um, You know, I, I they decided I couldn't go and um, You know, I, I kind of agreed with them because I was in you know, pretty good pain and um, but uh you know, I talked to Joe and I just was like, Hey Joe, like you're going and um, you know, he uh he was just like, All right, you know, and you know, that's what we prepare for, um, because we know how you know this year's going, but in all reality, like that is football and that's why you have um that's why we have the depth chart we have and um you know there was no um be- questions being asked. Uh, Joe was ready and you know, he played a hell of a game. Um but uh yeah that uh you know that uh, that was a freak kind of thing, and you know I hope uh, hoping that that never happens again. Um,
1: well, you're not you're no stranger to injury because you're a football player, and you, right. you you guys learn to play with pain. But I remember when when Christy told us that, and we're our radio booth is pretty high up, and so we're I grabbed my binoculars and I found you, and uh, you didn't look happy. You you didn't look completely pleased and what i was kind of getting from your body language was seriously right now before kickoff was that about right yeah and I, and i might have cleaned it up a little bit but
3: <laughs> yeah i think you cleaned up a little bit too uh no i mean that's uh that's very frustrating you know cuz um you know coming from uh you know playing and that was probably going to be my what like sixth or seventh game uh playing and you know, as you progress every week, you look to get better every week, at least, you know, like 1%, 2%, whatever it is that you can build throughout a week and learn from the last game. And, um, you know, I thought like a lot of things were clicking and a lot of adjustments I was uh, picking up on and everything like that. And, you know, when that happens and you don't have any control over it after, cause it wasn't like a pain tolerance kind of thing. It was, it was a muscle. So, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not a thing you can like put tape on and be like, all right, you can go back in, um, so it was uh it was very disappointing to me and you know i had my moment of a uh, you know minute and a half of frustration and uh you know my trainers uh you know jim and brett came over by me and um they were they were just honest with me and you know and they told me that you know you can't do anything about it and um you know i was uh was frustrated enough to you know punch the bench a little bit and uh and uh jim he reminded me that uh he didn't want me to break my wrist. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was one of those times where he's just like, you know, that's not going to help you out. And, um, and I was like, yeah, you're probably right in the heat of it. And, and that's where, you know, your mentality has to switch and you got to know what you can control now. And, and the thing I could control at the moment was how can I help out Joe as much as possible? Like, how can I help out my team as much as possible? And how can we win this game? You know, and, and I, you know, roll with the punches and, you know, if I could get, you know, if I could pick up on stuff and check the iPad while people are in the games and, you know, talk to Coach Philbin and and see what we're doing. Um, you know, when we were on offense, I was hanging by the QBs, making sure I, you know, I got the call so I could help them out after, um, a series and, um, you know, and and then just getting, you know, water for your teammates or just simple stuff where they don't have to, you, you know, use up that energy and, and even like getting the defense hyped up, you know, like in, especially like that game itself, um, you know, it came down the wire and, um, you know unfortunately we lost the game but you know we played really well and you know how much i was a part of that um you know i thought you know my effort and my contribution even though i was inactive um you know that still can affect the game and you know i and i know that and it's unfortunate how the situation happened but uh you know that's reality and i had to switch that you know in a minute which is you know not ideal but um that's that's football though you know um it's the unknowns and uh unfortunately that happened but uh you know after that injury and i knew i was gonna be better for it you know i was going to be better um being aware of you know what i could have done better uh to prepare for that
1: and then if, if you didn't know it already as you have since found out um uh, when you're around brit brown there's not a lot of feeling sorry for yourself time that's allowed <laughs> <laughs> You're very right about that. <laughs> yeah, I've known Britt a long time. But people don't know him. They don't see him. So, Britt, for those of you who don't know you, maybe you've seen him from a distance. Uh, you, you will only see him, like, before a game, uh, r- running with cords, helping players stretch out and that kind of thing. But he is he's in charge of rehab, right? Yep. yep. So how would you describe the Britt Brown uh, rehab experience?
3: Well, I remember... Um you know i came out of the the cleveland game and i was in i was in some pain i just wanted to check out something i got i got like a rib shot you know and this is actually a funny story because um we always joke about it now and and um you know i, I was i was in really pain. you know the game came out into a wire you know you got a lot of adrenaline and everything and after the game and you know after we broke um like the locker room like talk after you know i went went to over by Brent and gym and you know, the doctor was checking it out and everything and I was good, but it was just like, you know, a bruised drip or whatever. And, um, and I go over to Britt and he's just like, it's not fatal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, I looked at him, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what? Like, I'm like, uh, okay. Like, I didn't, <laughs> and, you know, I, and he's just like, he's like, you're gonna be fine. It's, it's not fatal. And I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like good, you know, and and I, I walked away, and you know it's, it's been a laugh since that day, and um, you know after <laughs> after this um, actual injury, um, you know, you know he didn't he didn't say that in the moment like at, at Pittsburgh, but after the game, you know, I looked at him I'm like, hey, at least it's not fatal, and he just we just had a laugh, but um, you know, <laughs> you know, it, he's I mean. He's a, he's a guy that, you know, he's going to give it to you straight. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that because, you know, um, you don't want to sugarcoat any of this. And, and, you know, this is a, a very demanding uh, sport. and um, But, you know, the Brit Brown experience is uh, it's quite uh, straight and entertaining at the same time.
1: I mean, you'd rather play in the game than be out working with Britt, right? <laughs> Certainly you'd rather practice.
3: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah,
1: That's, I've had guys <laughs> tell me that. Practice is a breeze compared to what he'll, what he'll put you through. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take our first break, and then uh, we're, gonna, we're going to we're going to take a deeper dive on getting to know uh, Cowboys rookie center Tyler Biotish, who won the Remington Trophy. Travis Frederick never won the Remington Trophy, just so you know. But we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, what a great career this young man's got in front of him, and uh, it may resume Sunday in Cincinnati if, in fact, Sunday is when the next game is.
2: Don't get ahead of yourself I can't take more (laughs) confusion Let's just get through this
1: game Let's get through Baltimore Okay, good When is it? Tomorrow Uh, Okay, good The Cowboys Hour, the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, is brought to you in part by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Back with Cowboy Center Tyler Biatish when the Cowboy Hour continues.
0: To the Miller Light Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome
1: back to the Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek and our special guest this evening, Cowboys Center, Tyler Biatish, who will be done with his stint on injured reserve, or let me not speak for the trainers and the medical staff. He's eligible to be done. With uh, his injured reserve stint after tomorrow's game in Baltimore, and uh, do they t- do they even tell you what the plan is? Are they that they whether to expect to work you back in or get ready to play Cincinnati, or does that just happen when they come back?
3: Well, I'm going to definitely talk to the trainers when they come back from the game. Um, but uh, Britt does a pretty good job of letting me know ahead of time, so he'll probably text me like after the game or. Um, just cause, I mean, it's a short week, too, so it's really, um, you know, these circumstances are very odd. Um, you don't really see them very often. Thank you. <laughs> <But, goodness>. um, <laughs> yeah, so so we'll find out uh, soon. But, um, you know, definitely ready to get back on the field and, and go out and compete and, uh, you know, play the game.
2: Tyler, before you were drafted, can we go back a little? Are you okay to go back We in time can go bad?
1: wherever you want.
2: I found this to be super interesting because you didn't even – move to the offensive side of the ball until college yep. and so in high school and if I'm correct you were actually recruited to play defensive tackle right to Wisconsin
3: I was yes I, w- I was recruited as a defensive tackle and a defensive end every other place except Wisconsin I was recruited for both at Wisconsin in my recruiting process I was recruited for offensive line and defensive line they did not know where I was going to end up and it was more so like the need of a spot like if the offensive line needed more help than the other because they really didn't know
2: so when you chose Wisconsin you there was a chance you were going to be on offense that didn't I guess deter you from other schools you weren't just set on playing defense where you were comfortable
3: yeah I mean it was Wisconsin was one of those schools that I always wanted to go to I always wanted to play for my home state and that was the only uh, division one college and I really loved the coaches, defense and offensively, and it was one of those choices where you had pride in playing for the school you really wanted to go to, whether it was on defense or offense. And I didn't know how technically like offensive linemen moved when I first went, like when I first went to college. Like I didn't, you know, I had no idea what a post and a kick leg like was. Like it just, it didn't occur to well, me. Well, now like, you got
1: to stop and tell everybody else. <laughs>
3: You know, it, it was it was just one of those times where, you know, I came from a D five school, um, Amherst, Wisconsin, and you know, we were run we were an option running team and you know, you don't really pick up on like the college old offensive line fundamentals as much as maybe like a you know, a D one school does or like have that experience and no doubt I was doing you know, I, I was probably beating more people athletically on offense than technically sound um, fundamentally, but, um, but no, I, uh I talked to coach, I remember I talked to coach Chris before I commit, I verbally committed there, and I was just like, you know, do I have a, you know, a shot at defense, and he's just like, yeah, you do, but also, like, we got to consider, like, wh- where the team needs are, and, like, I understood that, and I knew there was a chance, and I remember when I went in the first day, I had knee braces in my locker, and I had offensive line cleats, and I was just like, all right, let's go, I had a number 61 jersey, and I was like, all right, let's do it, you know, and I remember um the foundation of old Lyman before me and it was a great group and I was really blessed with the people that I had in front of me and you know, like I think 6 of them are in the NFL right now, you know, so it was a it was a very it was a very good chance um for success and I had a great uh, offensive line coach and it worked out very well.
1: Now, what other places recruited you? On defense only?
3: Um, Iowa, Minnesota, and then I had like, you know, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, um, Illinois State, Northern Illinois, and then Western Illinois and Southern Illinois. I so think. was
1: it the Wisconsin coaching staff at, that said, you know, we're looking at you at offense also? And was that the first time that that had come up?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it happened during the recruiting process? Mm-hmm. And what yeah. was your first reaction to that?
3: Well, it was funny because I I didn't I didn't really know how to take it because it was my first interaction with it. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, like,
1: like I'm not good enough to play defense for you. <laughs> Is that what you? I mean, was that part of your thinking?
3: Well, it was just it was interesting because no one really mentioned it, and I'm like, okay, but in what position, you know? Because a lot of there's a height difference too. Like I'm coming from a D five school, so I'm not I'm not I don't even I'm not even thinking like a center. Like I'm at first I'm like, okay, guard, like. Like, center, I never snapped a ball ever in my life. Like, never. And and I remember when uh, when Coach Rudolph told me, like, you know, you're going to work at center and guard. And I'm like, okay. And I remember because one of my teammates in high school, he actually was teammates with me in college at Garrett Groshek. I would start snapping a football and right after I verbally committed. So, like, I was just getting the snaps down. Like, I, I, had, I had no idea, you know, at first. But, um, you know, this is only technically, like, my fifth year playing the position. And it's It's actually pretty unique come from for how much like you progress after you know you do like thousands of snaps, you know, so but
2: I mean, that's just amazing. You hadn't snapped a ball, and then you end up getting drafted to play in this position. I mean, it's just I think it says a lot about your natural ability to play the game and athletic ability. How much, though, of playing center? How how much easier was that transition because you knew how to play on the other side of the ball?
3: I think it was huge. It was actually funny. My first year, I registered at Wisconsin, and um, I remember, not to give my, myself a pat on the back, but like, you you Go know again. when you...
1: <laughs> if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it?
3: <laughs> no, um, but I remember my first year, a lot of the, the starting offensive linemen wanted me to play defense, like, as a look. And I remember, like, when when the O-line is, like, doing, like, individual drills and everything like that, I would be the the guy that would give him a pass rush move or, like... Because you knew play what more you were doing. Re- yeah, right, right. And, and then whenever we play, like, read front teams or, you know, penetrate teams, like, I know exactly, you know, what they're going after and everything like that. And I think it helped me out a lot because it's, like, it's almost like, what do you think I would do? Like, what would I do in that position? I, and I think college is more closer to that than the NFL, but at the time through my college experience, like, I was like, what would I do? You know, if I saw this happening and this is how he set, like, what would I do from that? You know, like, how would I win? And I I took that in consideration. I remember my first year going to my second was a huge transition because it was just literally learning. Like you just, you just sit in the room and like you watch film and you're like, oh, I know what he's doing. I know what he's reading. If he's reading his outside shoulder, like this is going to happen. If he's reading his inside shoulder, this is going to happen, you know? So it's like, just fundamentally being stronger and stronger, I think it helped me progress even more. And being at a center position where it's like, if you get that one block, like the play's going to go, you know. And um, you know, I thought it helped out tremendously. So.
1: They redshirted you as a freshman. Was that hand in glove with this with this position change, or do you think that would have happened anyway? Um. I think it, I think it could
3: have been a position change, but I was almost ready. To, I almost burned my red shirt against Iowa. I remember we were down on injuries and I remember I actually went to a Thursday practice, like starting that week. And then all of a sudden, I know, uh, at the time my online coach was like certain I was going to start. And then, uh, I remember, uh, one of my teammates was like, I think, you know, I think, um, it was Michael Dieter and Michael Dieter was like, I think Dietzen can go. And it was kind of like up to Deaton, and it and he was just like, "Yeah, I can go." And we ended up winning that game. Um, I think it was like thirteen to seven. But you know, he was hurting, but he you know he fought through the pain and he saved my red shirt. Um, but uh, no, that year was I was pretty close to burning it uh, twice. But um, you know, we ended up uh, coming back from injuries. But it's kind of it's kind of interesting how it all panned out. But.
2: I gotta say the beard, I'm thinking about Wisconsin, the Cowboys, the beard. I mean, it's a lot of Travis Frederick vibes is what you're giving off. Did you did you watch
1: And also can I add one other thing? Yeah. Super smart guys. Super Both them, smart. Super yes. smart guys.
2: Were you familiar or did you watch you know, I know he wasn't there when you were there, but film of him, you know, at Wisconsin or pay attention to him when he was playing for the Cowboys when you were still in college?
3: Yeah. Actually we would actually watch a lot of their um, outside zone films and, and some gap schemes too. But I mean, at Wisconsin, we were incorporating like a lot of outside zone and um, we had actual like film and I would watch Travis all the time. Like it was, it was, it was literally like if you wanted to look at how your reach block looked, okay, you know, you just go on your iPad, just like how we have one now and you just go to the Dallas film and you just, you'd, you'd watch his, his reach block, his footwork. And, you know, you just try to get as literally as close as, you can uh, to his fundamentals and it was crazy how it changed my game and, and you know I, I talked to him a couple times here when I've been in Dallas and I'm like and I told him I'm like I'm still learning from you like even though you're not in the game anymore like I'm you know I'm still learning from him and he's been a um, he's reached out a lot of times and you know he's been he's been there to support me and you know if I need anything and you know I really appreciate that because you know we you know, we haven't really been face to face a lot of times, but I did meet him one time. Um, it was actually my freshman year in college. We when we went to the Cotton Bowl, um, I met him there. And um, but no, he's a great guy, and um, you know, he's a he's one hell of a football player. And you know, I'm learning from him still to this day.
1: Your freshman year, you, so you didn't play. You were a redshirt, mm-hmm. and you played Western Michigan. Right, I did that game.
2: Look at that! Mm-hmm. Full circle.
1: Completely. Uh, which of you reached out to the other one first after you were Ooh. drafted, you and Travis?
3: Well, he, he sent me a, a congratulations text right after. Yeah.
2: It's pretty uh, neat.
1: We have mm-hmm. more to more to plumb here in this uh, Tyler Biotis, Travis Frederick, NFL. Can I please come back and play again? Relationship. And and yes, the answer to that will be yes, beginning whatever day it is when they play Cincinnati after they play Baltimore, whatever day that is.
2: The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Papa John's. Order Papa John's Cowboys Family Special, a large specialty pizza and a large two-topping pizza for just $24 at PapaJohns.com. Official pizza of your Dallas Cowboys. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary.
1: We'll be right back with Tyler Biotish on the Cowboys Hour.
0: The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Alberts.
1: Welcome back. It is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek and our special guest Cowboys rookie center, Tyler Biotish, whose stint on the injured reserve can end after tomorrow night's game in Baltimore. We were just during the break talking about uh, the the IR rules and why, why would he but Tyler was not aware of the fact that this year because of the COVID situation uh, injured reserve was a minimum of three games instead of six uh, which it used to be so see see what a bargain you got <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. Um, so, but that the, well, the other thing that people don't realize is you can't practice when you're on IR you can go out in the field and work with the with the conditioning Mm -hmm. staff, but you can't get in practice. And then the other stuff that you were asking him, Danny, I thought was really interesting, too. Yeah,
2: when you're on IR this year, you can't be on the field during games. So you were for Pittsburgh because you weren't on IR. You got hurt right before the game started. Mm -hmm. But then once you went on the IR, you're not allowed to be on the field, which is what we're used to seeing from players who aren't able to play on the iPad and, you know, talking with their uh, teammates about things that they see. So you weren't even able to do that for the last couple of weeks.
3: Right, exactly. And it's like, if 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 I wasn't on IR and it was just for like one week or two weeks, you know, then I would be able to, but it's just, it's very different with like the COVID and, you know, the NFL is having like different rules and it's like, almost like it's week to week. Something's, something's like different or something's changing or, you know, um, even like with the numbers of how many people can go to the game. Um, if it was like, you know, what if it was like 70, if it went down to 62. Or I think they're just making it just as safe as possible. Um, but it's also like, you know, it's not the most pleasing way to watch the game on TV. But, um, you know, you, you just do what you can. And, um, you know, you just, at the end of the day, you got to be thankful. And you know that you're going to be better from it.
2: What's your demeanor when you were watching the last couple games on TV?
3: you know, I, I was following the script. Um, so, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have a certain like sheet of plays and everything like that. And I'm like looking at formations and I'm like, I'm not like guessing what they're doing, but I'm just like, okay, how are they lining up to that? You know, or what do what do they do when the replay comes on or all that stuff? And, you know, I can't text anyone, but I'm like, I'm, you're, you're kind of like a fan, you know? And, and, you know, it's a different perspective. And, and as much as that is, you know, I had the last two weeks, it's, You know, it just it's it's that hunger. It's like I get hungry just to come back, you know, and I'm like, you know You just love it that much more so and you have more appreciation when you come back and um, You know, I definitely feel it, you know after they went against the Vikings I was just like I wanted to be in the locker room with them, you know I wanted to be able to celebrate with them and you know, because they're my brothers and my teammates and um, But when they came back, I you know, I let them know like, you know, how much, you know, they how good of a job they did and um, to pull that off and to have a great comeback like that
1: but the following the script that's only the first 25 plays or so isn't it
3: yeah i you know after that you kind of
1: <laughs> you know well what did you do after you, that
3: what, i mean what, what you, were you, you able to absorb well i mean you get to watch the defense which you know you know normally you you don't really watch them when you're playing the game so um you know i, I remember the last two games you know you you watched like the full game you watch offense defense special teams and you know, you don't you're not really looking through an iPad anymore during the game You're not getting water. You're not talking to your teammates anymore. So you get the you get the full full uh, entertainment on TV <laughs> a little different perspective, but um No, it's a uh, it was it, it was fun. I mean, you, you, I mean I still got to watch my teammates Not like I couldn't watch the game or anything like that so, you know, I had a good time and you know some of the other practice squad players that were uh, not traveling, you know, I made sure I could you know watch it with them and all that stuff so
1: and you had you probably had just as you saying that you know once upon a time if you couldn't travel because of an injury and there were three or four guys who were like that you could just go to somebody's house and watch it and but you probably have to go through protocols to be able to Mm -hmm. make sure that you can be with three other guys who are not traveling right
3: right and it's you know you can't have more than i think it's like three people you know and uh and then closed area or, or, you know, or if you're at a restaurant, you can't have more than three or, you know, stuff like that. So I just stay away from it, you know, because it's like, you know, all these different, you know, ins and outs that they're doing. So so, um, you know, I just I know it's, it's kind of nice to just watch the game, though. And just, you know, sometimes when you're by yourself or you're with one other teammate, you know, you could really like talk through it all. And and it was it was, it was kind of funny because I actually went back and replayed it. If I if I didn't get it, you know, and I could say like, okay, like, what worked here, or how's the double team there, or whatever, but um, you know, it's different when you're watching the game. It's just, you know, you're not used to it.
1: Now, let me ask you this: uh, when you went out, Zach was Zach Martin was playing guard. Mm-hmm. While you were on IR, he became the tackle. Right. And now he's on IR, and mm-hmm. with, with as few that happened today. By the way, for people who didn't. No, although it was the handwriting was probably on the wall, and um, and I wonder how I'm I'm asking you to imagine. There's no way to know this, but um, for instance, as as I said, you, we you could see you growing week by week. You could just mm-hmm. see you getting better. How much of that had to do with having Zach Martin next to you?
3: I mean, it had a great impact of like a veteran with you and. You know, honestly answering every question you have, <laughs> you know, it's uh, um, It's it's nice to be able to Talk to him like, you know, they've played, you know, how many times have he has he played the Philadelphia Eagles or The New York Giants or the Washington Redskins and to get feedback from him being so, like so reliable and then, you know Like having all that information and, and being out with him, you know, he cuz he didn't travel to Washington the first time um but you know he was still helping as much as he could that week, and just having him there, you know, he's definitely a big presence. But obviously, playing with him is um, a bigger impact, uh, obviously, than him on the sidelines. But um, no, he's a he's a great help. Um, he's a great player. You know, playing with him is amazing, and um, you know, I appreciate him a lot, um, just from a you know a leader standpoint and a player standpoint. Um, but yeah, he's a he has a great impact on the game, um, whether he's out or whether he's in obviously you'd rather have him in, but, um, no, he, uh, he's, uh, helped me a lot. And, uh, you know, I'll always, uh, you know, always appreciate him and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a really good friend too.
1: Yeah. Well, when he does his hall of fame, uh, induction,
3: he'll, <laughs> exactly. he'll invite you
1: and, and believe me, <laughs> trust me, it's fun to do. You'll yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: On IR. Cause the other players that we've had on the show who are on IR were more long-term injuries like Blake Jarwin, who was on here, um, but for you, since you're expecting to be able to go back and play, how involved are you able to be in these last couple weeks with the COVID protocols in terms of meetings and you know talking with coaches and players? How, how active and involved have you been able to be while on IR?
3: Well, I try to be most involved as I, as I can be. I mean, um, obviously I can't practice, and honestly, that's about it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm lifting a little bit more than usual, um just to get my strength back and everything like that but um you know i'm still in meetings um, i'm still with the team and it's just it's literally like you know I, sometimes i get uh, done with doing my like rehab training during practice and i'll go watch practice and you know i'll stand right next to the guys and be like all right like like what happened here or like you know if they have any questions about anything or you know i'm trying to help them out as much as possible but um but yeah, other than not practicing that's about it um but um i'd say i'm pretty involved
2: Touching back real quick to Zach Martin going on IR, I mean, this offensive line has dealt with their fair share of injuries, I think, to say the least this year. How, as a position group, are you all staying positive and staying focused and confident in your abilities when you guys are having to change your combinations weekly?
3: I think, I think we're doing a good job. Um, you know, I think everyone's confident um, and everyone's had experience. So it's like, you know, Everyone in that room has been playing a lot in a lot of football. um you know we de- we have uh we have some rookies, we have some first years, we have some second years veterans everything you have you have a whole combination but um for how much like we practice and our rotations are very good during practice, so we definitely have a good feel for um who we're playing next to and everything like that and you know i'm I'm really proud of how much we're responding and and how well we're doing with that and um you know honestly. Throughout the last, you know, lately we're we've been really growing, and uh, you could definitely can see that.
1: So, um, I chuckled to myself when Danny and I both uh, asked you stuff about Travis because um, you you started getting that from day one. You might have got it during the scouting process, for all I know. Uh, Wisconsin center, smart guy, um, team captain, and all. And I wonder if. Uh, at any time, do you have you maybe even within the last hour, Tyler? For all I know, uh, thought to yourself, uh, "Okay, that's enough of Travis Frederick." Really, I mean, I'm Tyler Biotish. We don't need to talk about Travis Frederick anymore.
3: I mean, you know, it's 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 cool that you know you can be related to someone of that you know, caliber, but at the same time, I, I mean, I know you know I'm no I'm, I'm Tyler Biotish, and I know he's Travis Frederick, and um oh, so
1: that's a good thing for you
3: to know <laughs> you know i mean it's just you know you get reminded but you know at it, i don't know i mean some i mean it, it is what it is i mean you know you, we have a similar background and um that's approachable i mean you know that's cool but um at the same time yeah i mean just like i said before i mean i'm not saying like enough is enough or anything like that but i mean You know, we we have some similarities and some traits. But
1: enough's enough.
2: Yeah, Uh, no more.
3: Yeah,
1: we're good. No more from us. All right. Uh, So before we take our next break, um, such a screwy year, you didn't even have a preseason to get your feet wet and get a little taste of the speed of the game and that kind of thing. Uh, How do you think you have improved as a football player from the start of the season?
3: I think it's like you just take it like game by game and... um, I remember the first game, like uh, I was actually like a backup tight end. Um, You know, we had a goal line package and everything like that. You know, that's how I started off this season. And, um, you know, so I actually got in um, that game and I was on, you know, field goal unit, you know, the first of that. Um, But then you just, you just pick up on some stuff. I mean, I remember my first time going out for PAT and the last time I went out for PAT that game, it was, it was different. You know, you just you just keep learning during the game, and um, that's how you build confidence. And you got to be adaptable. And then, and this game is so it's so unique that you have to be able to be able to still be a pro. You be a, you have to be a, be able to approach it in a way where you can keep getting better. And how I always learned is you have to stay coachable. You got to be able to find a way to stay coachable, and you got to be able to be able to change preparations each week. You gotta be able to adjust to certain looks, and you gotta let your ego aside. You know, one play after another. After that play, it's it's done. It's over. It doesn't even matter anymore. Like the situation is a situation. It can't be changed. You know, obviously there's challenges in football, but but that's it. Like and and that's how you gotta take the game. And and that's even day to day. Whether you have a bad practice, like, if you maybe had a mistake in practice, like you gotta be able to adjust. And that's and honestly, that's how you. You, you get looked at how much you respond. And, and coming from being a rookie, like during camp and training camp, it was all about getting better every day. And from the first day to the last day, do I look back and say, man, I had a de- terrible first day. It's it's like how, like how much I, it, you've grown, you know, you gotta stay positive, you gotta stay like ahead of yourself of what can I build for tomorrow? Like where, I, where what can I be able to do tomorrow? And, you know, it's not always like looking forward, but it's also being present. You know, you got to be able to be present in practice. You got to be able to be present in the meetings and just keep going forth with your schedule. But don't get too ahead of yourself. You know, it's like the first game, I was so antsy. I was so like, you know, it was the beginning of the week. And I'm like, we're going to L.A. and all this stuff. And and now it's like, it's Tuesday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Relax, yeah. you know, and, 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 and um, by the way, just so you know, and I think you, I think you know this, but you, you haven't been to L.A. yet. You went to, you went there, you played in an empty building. <laughs> exactly. and you, you, know, you, you haven't really been to L.A. yet. Uh,
3: that was, that was a very um, interesting thing too, playing with no fans. And that is that is something else.
1: All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and more when we come back after one more break. Our guest this evening on the Cowboys Hour is Cowboys Center, Tyler Biotish.
2: The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Omni Hotels and Resorts. This fall, do more than just stay apart. Stay a part of the game and stay a part of the Cowboys. Experience football season at Omni Frisco Hotel, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys, and enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer.
1: We'll be right back on the Cowboys Hour.
0: Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts.
1: And welcome back. We are uh, with Cowboys Rookie Center, Tyler Biotish. I'm not sure he's a rookie anymore uh, after this amount of time. I'm Brad Sham with Danny Sarek, and uh, we will be back again next Monday night. Uh, And Dalton Schultz will be our guest next week. Oh, there you go. Uh, Yeah, very smart guy and a tremendous conversationalist, as is Tyler Biotish.
2: I'd second that. I think, Tyler, you're doing a great job on your first Cowboys Hour.
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate it.
2: Um, I have to ask you a quick question before we get wherever this leads to. Um, about oh Oh, now I,
1: I'm intrigued now. <laughs>
2: now <laughs> about this upcoming game, um, it's the time of the year for my cause, my cleats around mm-hmm. the league, um, and I'm curious what your cause um, that your cleats were designed for and why uh, you chose that foundation.
3: So, I chose breast cancer awareness, and then I chose esophageal cancer awareness. And mm, the breast cancer awareness, um, my first, my mom's first cousin, which would be my second, but she was like an aunt to me, basically. And um, uh, she had it, and you know how much she like loved life um, itself, and for who she was as a person and um it was it was very impactful to me um she passed away um but you know just the situation itself and how many times you you hear you know breast cancer awareness comes up and it's it's a common thing unfortunately and um you know i i respect for all the women fighting um it and uh that was just a very impactful thing for me and my family um and it's uh it's unfortunate but at the same time you know i want, I want to raise awareness and um you know continue to fight and i remember even going back into high school I and mean, i always wear pink um to support um uh, breast cancer awareness and everything like that and um and then i had the esophageal cancer awareness that uh my grandpa currently has um so we're continuing to the fight there too. Um, and he's doing well. Um, he's still doing like treatments and everything like that. Um, but yeah, those were my two and, you know, it's just, it was kind of more so the respect for my family. Um, and those are the, you know, my family's very important to me. Um, I'm a very uh, family oriented guy and, um, yeah. So, you know, I'm supporting, you know, my, basically my aunt that passed away and my grandpa that's still fighting. And, um, you know, we're going to be with him in that fight. And I uh, just wanted to make sure that they know that and um, in spirit um, with my, my aunt. So
2: That's wonderful. And for those that don't know, uh, the cleats are auctioned off and then the money goes towards the foundation that the cleats uh, were designed to support.
1: So one of the um, nasty side effects of this uh, unusual year, this uh, virus uh, is <clears throat> clamping down on travel. People can't just go wherever they want to go whenever they want, and it sounds like uh, the, this would be the longest time that you have probably been this far away from a family that uh, that clearly would, would love to be able to come watch you all the time, if possible. Has it been harder on you or on them? Um,
3: how is it? You know, I would say, um, at first it was, you know, when you, when you go to a brand new environment, you're very, you're very open to like finding out just how everything works. So like, you're very distracted. You're very, um, you're very occupied. And, um, I would say, I think at first I wasn't very, you know, in, impacted by it. Cause like, you you know, you, you build new friends, you, you know, you, you're onto a new team, the, the, expi- the excitement of opportunity. And, but I remember, um, you know, just leaving home how emotional it was because it was just that next chapter in your life that was so driven by so many goals and everything like that. And, um, you know, I, you know, I saw my my mom and my dad and when I left, you know, there was definitely tears in their eyes and, you know, it's not often my mom cries. So, um, but, uh, I would say it's, it's on both, um, really. And, um, you know, I make sure to FaceTime them. You know as much as i can and everything like that but um you know i haven't seen my mom and dad since july you know but i've seen my brother a couple times he's come down um to some games um but otherwise you know it's been it's been an interesting year um but no i make sure my family's doing well and i uh i call them but it's uh it's easier when you're distracted but also you know, I, I'm not in their shoes either, so I I know when uh, they text me, they uh they they want to talk and um, catch up and everything, and um, I make sure to have time for them too.
1: I, I would tell you, as a speaking as a dad, I would vote for it being harder on your parents, but th- yeah. that's just me. You know, everybody's perspective is is different. Um, gosh, I can't even imagine what uh, uh, Thanksgiving was like, and what you imagine Christmas would be like.
3: Yeah, you know, not being. Not being home or be able to see them. So normally, like every year, I'm able to see them at the game for the Thanksgiving week or the Christmas at the bowl game or whatever it is um, back in college. But um, with this 2020 pandemic, it's you know we can't we couldn't leave on the bye week, you know. And normally you have a bye week and you ever you always hear like to go back home and all this stuff. And you know we we couldn't leave and um, just with the protocols and you know I think it, it was a lot harder. On them, but um, at the same time, I think It's one of those things where you got to be able to do what you can do and the con- Like what you, you can do what you control or whatever and you just kind of roll with the punches and you know This life is uh, it's difficult right now But at the same time you got to make the most out of it and uh, you know Stay thankful that everyone's okay and you get you have face time to be able to be fortunate for that um, And to see them and everything like that, but um, you know, I definitely uh Definitely have a good time whenever I get to FaceTime my mom dad, and dad, my brother.
1: Can I tell you, I can't wait to meet your parents. I mean, I really, <laughs> I'm fired up to meet them. So let's pretend that they came down here for Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, would, she, would mom have cooked a big spread? <laughs>
3: I would definitely imagine her doing
1: that. And what would she have, what would she, have, what's her specialty for Thanksgiving dinner? What would she have put together?
3: Oh, uh, well, usually when. Whenever I had Thanksgiving at home, it was it would always be, like, during deer hunting season. So we would always have Thanksgiving at one, grandparent's, and we'd have turkey, ham, stuffing, and, you know, desserts, like pumpkin pie, all this stuff. And then, because we'd go hunting first, and all of a sudden you, you didn't eat from, like, 6 to 10, and all of a sudden you'd eat that for lunch, and all of a sudden you'd go out maybe for another hour and come back in, and then all of a sudden you'd go to the other grandparent's house, and then you'd have... <laughs> do it again <laughs> the same thing over again you know and then you know sometimes you want to go back out or sometimes you just want to take a nap and watch football you know thanksgiving football so no but definitely like stuffing like ham oh man um big stuffing fan big fan of ham um turkey um you know pumpkin pie with ice cream you know that's always good or like pumpkin cake you know, it's just thanks You're killing me right now, Tyler. You're <laughs> you killing you me, are, man. Yeah. I'm freaking <laughs> listing off all this stuff. I'm going back in my uh, good old days back in
1: high school, man. Uh, Tyler,
2: like, as soon as you said deer hunting, Brad and I looked at each other. It was like our ears popped out. Got, got,
1: we got like 45 seconds. Okay, left.
2: real quick. Um, I like is that something you miss most about right now?
1: Not Defin- yeah, being here. I mean,
3: definitely. I mean, I haven't I haven't deer hunted since my senior year of high school because. You know, you get, going back for Thanksgiving, like, meals, like, I haven't really done that since high school because college took up my time. But, no, I mean, I, I miss I miss being able to do activities like that all the time.
1: All right. We're going to have to uh, look forward to the next opportunity we have to ask Tyler to compare uh, hunting notes with what Blake Jarwin yes. gave us. Uh, cause they're, <laughs> and you want to talk to Blake about that. Tyler, thank you very much. Look forward to you being back on the field maybe as soon as Sunday. Thanks Absolutely. for your time tonight. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the you show. You bet. For Danny Sorek, I'm Brad Sham. This is the Cowboys Hour.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!